0: Welcome to the What She Said podcast. My name is Candace Sampson. I am currently in the middle of divorce proceedings, working towards my psychology degree, dating for the first time in 20 years, raising three teenage girls, a senior dog, and two guinea pigs. And in the middle of all this, I thought it would be a good time to buy the What She Said media property. What could possibly go wrong? I've been in the trenches with women across Canada for over a decade now, oversharing on the Yummy Mummy Club, Life in Pleasantville, and on all my social media pages, and I totally do it for the gram. And now, I'm coming to you on the radio at 105.9 The Region and on this podcast. Apparently, I have a lot to say. So let's get rolling. I always have mad respect for people who are willing to wade into the middle of a debate, even though they know they're going to get attacked by the other side. To stand on your principles is something to be admired in today's world. And my next guest, Samantha montpetit wynn from Sam Core Trainer, did just that recently when she actually defended something Jillian Michaels said. Trust me, it was not a popular opinion. But... Listen to this podcast and see if at at the end of it, you don't agree. Sometimes we have to separate the message from the messenger. Welcome to the What She Said podcast, Samantha. Thank you. Let's establish your expertise in this area a little bit. Tell me a little bit about uh, why you're an expert in the areas of fitness and health.
1: Well, um, when was it? I was working in a dental office. This is many, many, many years ago. And um, I I joined my first gym when I was 18 years old. Um, I would moved out when I was 17. And I remember that, you know, back in those days of me living on my own, I wanted to be able to party and do all the things. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? If I'm going to continue on with this, I've got to do something that allows me to continue to Party, live paycheck to paycheck. Honestly, this is the honest to God's truth. And so I said, you know what? I should probably do some like exercise or something. So there was a gym down the street, mm-hmm. and I joined, and... I got hooked because, and, and quite honestly, the only reason I started exercise because I wanted to be able to maintain my party life and I didn't want to see the results of it.
0: I like right? your honesty in this approach. Yes. <laughs> the totally. motivation was partying.
1: For sure. <laughs> and then, but then I uh, fast forward a few years later, then I met my husband who was like a massive gym rat. He would go to the gym six days a week, two hours a day. And then he introduced me to the world of lifting and lifting heavy to the point where like, I couldn't walk the next day. I couldn't put my arms straight down to my sides and I was like, ooh, don't really like that part, but I love the feeling of feeling strong. Right. So I started to investigate more into that and get into that. And um and then when I was working in the dental office, I remember one of my colleagues saying, you know what, Samantha, you really should do this for a living. Because I would go to the gyms with my girlfriends and I would be trying to help them thinking that I was an expert. And um and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I will. So I decided to go to Seneca College here in Toronto and get my a fitness leadership certificate so it was going night school for two years right. um and then i had a baby and then that's when it all really shifted because at that point i'd been working out for oh a good 10 years and i was like wait a second though I've had this baby and my body is different. Mm. What's with that? I'm not liking that so much because if there was one thing that I was in control of, it was how my body looked. Right. And I didn't like that I felt like I was out of control. Right. So I started doing a lot more research in that. And then I found out there was a condition that you get during pregnancy called diastasis recti. And that's when the outermost abdominal muscles, they separate and they don't necessarily go back. So Long story short, I started really focusing and specializing in that, and then I had another baby, and then I started leaking, and I started peeing, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> my abdominals are separating. I'm ble- I'm peeing when I'm." don't Your want body to. is so
0: gross after children. I'm you just, like, like don't what's even happening? And the thing <laughs> is, is that
1: I didn't even have vaginal births. So why was this happening to me? Because I had this idea that everything was safe if you had a cesarean. So anyways, yes. I started now specializing in that. And it was like core and pelvic health and really educating women. And um, and now I'm finding now that my kids are older. So back then I worked primarily with pregnant and new moms. Now that my kids are older, there's a whole other set of issues like there's hormones and perimenopause and menopause and all the other love. It's great being a woman, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) it's lovely. And how that is affecting my body physically and physiologically and hormonally and everything. And so now I'm finding what I'm doing instead of just focusing on core and pelvic health. Now I just work with women to help them to, you know, reconnect with their bodies and, and understand them and, and, Embrace them because they've because of all the changes, that, regardless of whether they've had children or not, right. Um, and I find uh, with women, it's such an emotional thing, mm-hmm. and until they can really tap into that, it's really hard for them to love themselves physically. So, right? do you
0: find over the years that your motivation though for working out has changed? Like you said, ori- initially, it was you were it was to maintain your party lifestyle, yeah, right? And then you know, it was to, it was the like. To, you know, to be attractive with your with your partner yep. and, you know, and then your children, you want to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. What's your motivation now?
1: I just don't want to feel like a matey when I get out of bed. Right, right. Like I want to be able to stand up and not be like, oh, bracing myself. And I mean, I'm going to be 50 at the end of the year. Right. And you know, for some people, they be like, oh, Samantha, you're only 50. You know, the majority of women that I know, or the number of women that I know who are just in their 40s, are already feeling like they're 80.
0: Mm.
1: Right, and they're they're just because they're not taking care of themselves. Right. They're at the bottom of the list, and so they're really starting to feel the impacts of. Yes, them they can't even run after the bus anymore because they're winded. They can't go up the stairs because mm-hmm. their knees. Hurt, their hips hurt. Now it's about just quality of life, and I feel so old when I say that because yeah, I'm like, chronic, who am I? I this is
0: a chronic condition for women. You know, it's that whole thing of not putting on your your air mask first, yes. right? And so we we ignore ourselves. We put ourselves at the bottom of the line, and then it's almost too late. Not too late, but you're like you're at this moment where you're like, oh my goodness, we have to, you know. I have overhaul to figure out what I'm doing here. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and they feel like now they've got such a massive hill to climb. And for some of them that might be the reality. Mm-hmm. But the way I look at it, um because I still talk to women who say they're, they they want to change so bad, they want to do the things, but when it comes to actually moving forward, right, they panic and go, "Oh, I can't. It's right. not right." For a variety of reasons, right? And so the way I look at it is, you know what? We're not getting any younger. Mhm. Time is still moving. You're still going to get older. Right. So you might as well do something now while that process is happening. Well, there's, and- a, there's
0: this whole thing where, you know, I'm too old, mm. you know, and, and really you're not. You know, like I'm, I I just turned 50. Uh, You know, I just went back to school. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm pursuing all these things that I'm like, you know, I want to, I've always wanted to pursue, but I look at my life and go, I could have another 30, 40 years left. That's a long time. I mean, although it feels it's going fast, that is still a long time and means that it's lots of time to do things. Yes.
1: Yes. And and, and again, now at this point, it's, it's about quality as far as I'm concerned, as opposed to quantity,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Because
1: we're also at that age. I found since I turned 40, noticing a lot of other people that we know, even maybe mutual colleagues who have been sick, they've Mm -hmm. had like things happening, right? And it it scares you. So it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, how do I want to spend the rest of my years? I want to really enjoy, I want to be able to just do things and not worry that I'm
0: going to get injured and that I can't participate well you know and I, I, I do some volunteer work with um, the Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation and one mm. of the things that I've learned is that you know people used to get cancer and it was used to be sort of this um, you know you take to bed and, and, you know, you just uh, sit and take the, the, the chemo and whatnot. Now, uh, people people get cancer and they go into warrior mode. Yeah. And like, you know, exercise and eating right and all these things, you know, and, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the prevention of, of for this, you know, so that if you do, you know, because one in two of us will be diagnosed with cancer. I know. So, you know, when you, you know, if this happens to you, you want to be ahead of things with your health as opposed to behind.
1: Yes. So you want to be preventive. Sorry, you want to be be proactive as opposed to being reactionary, right? Right. And that's the society we live in. Oh, I'm just going to wait. Well, what are you waiting for? Well, I
0: think this is a perfect segue into... Our next topic, reactionary, because mm-hmm. we're super reactionary. Absolutely. So the reason I invited you here was because you posted uh, something about Jillian Michaels, mm-hmm. who is super polarizing. Yep. And you were siding with her. Mm-hmm. And you got some serious flack about this. I did. So let's discuss a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So Jillian Michaels was, into. I mean, I think she's still being interviewed right now about it but she was talking about um she was talking about the body positive movement and how she found that it was actually now going in the other extreme direction where it's giving people permission to be unhealthy and overweight right and I've had this conversation with my other colleagues who are also in the health and fitness industry and maybe it's because we are older again, but we're not old, right? It's all a number. Um, And in a way, I had to agree with it, because all I know is from when I went to school, and maybe it's also my ignorance that I'm not staying up to date with the latest science and research. But as far as I'm concerned, it still is an added risk Mm -hmm. to carry around extra weight. Right. And the thing is, is that I know a lot of people who are overweight or whatever they, that term what they would use. I mean, I've even had some people who say, just call me fat. Like I'm okay with that. We should stop associating fat as something as bad. Right. Right. So I think that's a big part of that there, but that they understand the risks and that they're trying. And that's an, I, I totally appreciate that. But I think where Jillian's coming from is there maybe some other people who are now for them is that, you know, because the body positive movement is very, it's, It is embracing all sizes and shapes, which I love. Right. Um, But she was afraid that, you know, now are we sending the wrong message that it is okay to stay in that state? And if someone's educated, I would say... No, like they know better. They're right. they're trying and they're moving. And like you and I were saying, like I know some women who are quite large, who are strong. Yeah, they're healthy as a horse. They're going to kick butt. But they're also being very mindful. Then they understand that they're doing things and they're trying to sleep better and eat better. Right. So it can be a very comprehensive way of life. Right. Right. And so I think with her though, if had somebody else had said it. Maybe there wouldn't have been so much backlash because we all know where we all, you know, found out about her originally. And there's a lot of people who will not forgive her.
0: What was the show called again?
1: Um, Oh, my God. The Biggest Loser? The Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser, where she literally would scream at people.
0: Right. She was a little bit of a bully on the show. A little bit? She was (laughs) a
1: massive bully. Right. And that show, actually, as it
0: turned out, was harmful.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely harmful
0: way to... I mean, it it was almost... It was it was shameful.
1: Absolutely, that show one hundred percent. So
0: I can see why she's so polarizing. But I think what happens is that because people don't like the messenger, they dismiss the message. Message. Yep. Um, Yep. And you know, Jillian Michaels. um, You know, while she's super polarizing, um, it is not wrong to say you need to be healthy. You need to move. You need to eat properly. Mm. I I don't know that she was necessarily judging. size and shape. No. She was she was questioning health habits, I yes. think. Yes. I think. Yeah. I can't get inside her head, but then she turned around though and Oh, she she kind of came back at Lizzo, which was oh why Lizzo? Like I, I love Lizzo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the wrong, and I think again she she uh, she has to like a little uh, breathe a little bit more maybe before she starts saying think- public things and going <laughs> okay, am I going to talk about the correct person because right there oh. put her on the bad list again because everybody loves Lizzo. Lizzo
0: is. The poster child right now for body positivity. Yes, she is a queen. Absolutely, and she would kick my ass in a dance cast contest anytime. Of like, course, I'd be out of wind in about two seconds, and Lizzo'd be up there, you know, for hours. She exactly, is, she, the girl can move. She's amazing, yeah. right? So yeah. So then when she went after Lizzo, I had to say, well, I think it was planned, honestly. Like it's like you know, what's the, what's the expression they use? Like. Um, all news is good news or something like that. Yes. You know, like it was, She, I think she almost knew it was going to be inflammatory to yes. talk about Lizzo because yes. she is such a um
1: And it was a good way to get her writer. back into, yeah, and a good way for her to get back into the media, right? Right. Whether it's good, yeah, so good, uh what did they say? Whether it's good press or bad press, mm-hmm. it's all good, right? Um, yes. Like it's, it's going to get her name out there and it's worked and for it Jillian, did. right? It for did. sure. And I mean, and I think it was unfair to bring Lizzo up into it because, Lizza wasn't talking about fitness. No, <laughs> she not, like that's not her message. She wasn't. She wasn't saying, "Okay, guys, What she's saying is that, yeah, embrace your body and be sexy, and no matter what size. Yeah. And I totally appreciate that. Yeah. Now it have been different if she started talking about fitness and health, and then maybe that would given you right. know Jillian an opportunity to go in there and say, "Wait a second, hold up." Yeah. Because how do we know? what Lizzo is doing behind closed doors. We don't know if maybe she is trying to lose weight. She is trying to eat better. Maybe she eats fantastic. Who knows? We don't know if maybe she has some health issues or hormonal issues, but that's not her message. Her message just, you know what? Love yourself where you are. And that's what I like for everybody at all stages because whether you are large, small, tall, short, if we want to make a change, We have to love ourselves from where we're at at that point first. And I think this
0: is the thing about Lizzo, too, is that we all, you know, I I just look at Lizzo and think behind it all, she's a human being. Absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like to live under a microscope like that with people either discussing for or against your body. Yes. I mean, ultimately, it's her body.
1: Exactly. So while
0: it's good for Jillian Michaels to come out and talk, you know, about health, to bring somebody in who didn't ask to be brought yes. into that conversation yep. was wrong.
1: Yes. And that's where it really was a bad idea, Jillian. Yeah. Jillian, don't do that again. <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah. So,
0: so, I mean, just to kind of go further with this, though, because as, a, you know, as, a, as people, we tend to latch onto these things and we go to extremes. Yes. Right? Yeah. So uh, we do it with Jillian Michaels. We do it with Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did it with the Peloton girl. Right, like you can't win either way. Yeah, I okay. So honestly, I saw that
1: commercial and I was like. I would have jumped for joy if my husband bought me a Peloton. Right? <laughs> uh, like for the past 12 months, every time I see like something comes up on Facebook or I was in Yorkdale and I saw the Peloton store, I was like, oh, if I just got it, maybe I could yeah. do the monthly payments. I was like, I would have been over the moon.
0: I think that, I think in my head, I like to think that I would like a Peloton, but it would just become a, become a clothes rack. Like honestly, yeah. like oh, I'd be drying my clothes on it.
1: Not a me. <laughs> I love, I actually love spin classes. I love them, but because when I, Go to the gym. I've only got a certain amount of time. Right. If I had to choose between spinning and you know lifting heavy, I right. always go to the weights because to me it just seems much more. It's a, a better use of my time. Right. Um. But I would totally be spinning. You know, if it like the other day when we had a massive snowstorm, I couldn't go anywhere. I totally would jump on that bike and I would have spun. Right. Um. Yeah. I. Again. People get so triggered over different things. So what and who knows? Nobody knows. Like like you said, we didn't did we even see the guy? I just heard his voice. Did we even see the guy? He was in it guy? for
0: about he was in it for about ten seconds. And, was he? and honestly, oh. people were oh, like, yeah, at the jump, end. People were jumping to conclusions like, oh, he's he's abusing his wife. He insists she's she's skinny. And I and I thought, how did you get that from a 30 second commercial? Like I mean, I thought Look, she's pro- she's a mom. We could we could infer that from the commercial. There's a kid in it. Um, so she's a mom. And as all moms do, we say, oh, it's too expensive. I need to get out of the things, you know. Yes. And the husband probably said, hey. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, here's yeah. your gift. And to which she was very happy. And I mean, I would have been overjoyed. I would have been uh, over so, the moon. But anyway, people drew different conclusions uh, from a 30-second commercial. But I think just as a society, we sort of tend to... Jump on this bandwagon to attack. Yes. Uh, whether you're healthy or unhealthy. And and you know something?
1: So I really believe a lot of this is because other people are triggered from their own insecurities. They're triggered by something. Why are you so upset about that? Right. Why? I right. mean, it, get upset if your husband bought you a Peloton and you didn't want it. Right? Yeah. And we didn't hear him say... You have to be super skinny. You're disgusting. And yes, you could make anything up, but you have no idea what the story was leading up to that. Right. Maybe she was searching for pelotons, yeah, right? like we have we have no idea. Um, and so I think it's hard, and it's funny because when I work with clients now and I bring them into my program, I'll say to them, "Okay, why is it you want to do X?" And the majority of women, quite honestly, do want to lose weight, right. But the, it's come to the point now where they're apologizing and defending. And they'll say, I know this is not right, and I probably this isn't politically correct, but, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds because I don't like the way I look in the mirror. And I'm like, well, why are you apologizing for that? Well, because yeah. I know, like, I should just be accepted. And it's this body positivity has come to the point where you're get you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Right. And that is my personal opinion. It sort
0: of defeats the purpose of body positivity. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Like, don't assume that someone who is like this woman who's who's on the peloton that just because she is then she was happy. Or healthy. Or healthy, absolutely, 1,000%, right? Right. We can't make these assumptions based on size. And so for you to... Like now that people are feeling so uncomfortable because now they're being told you should just be happy wherever. You know what? You can be happy with your body where you're right.
0: at and you can also be happy when you change it. So you were saying it's it's basically it's another level of shaming. It's like. This I just, think so.
1: Yeah. I think it's gone to that point where people have taken that and gone to the next level. Right. Um, and, you know, something I learned very recently is that body positivity was actually created by black women. Okay. Right. So that hashtag body positivity is right. But with, you know, the way we work with society and and social media, it was kind of ripped out from under them. And now everybody is using it. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. again, not to say that somebody who even has a six pack doesn't mean that she's secure with herself. Right. But I think we kind of have to leave it from where it originated and leave it there. Let's let's create something else for someone else. Right. But this is another example how things were ripped under the rug where black women are just trying to say, hey, you know what? We don't look like everybody and it's okay to look like
0: this and I can still be fit and I can still be healthy. Right. 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 So. I think, too, the messaging needs to change, like, in the whole diet industry, Mm. weight loss industry. I think the message has been get into your skinny jeans again. And Mm. I just think that's so – I think that's so misguided. I think the messaging should be – Live a long life. Be able to pick up your grandchildren. Yes. Um, Feel good when you wake up in the morning. Don't feel like you're 80. Yeah. You know, like that's sort of where the messaging needs to change. You know, and you look at like um, Jamila Jamil, are you familiar with her from The Good Place? No. She's very outspoken right now about all these celebrities out there promoting this detox tea, which is just Mm. You know, not healthy, not a good way to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's good to have somebody like her in the space who's calling out um, the diet industry for this stuff because mm-hmm. they're, they're making it like, you know, this thin spow. Mm. It's not about that.
1: No. And But you know what? That's always going to sell because at the end of the day, I've got a very... um let's say, a detailed application process before I work with people. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to be very clear with women that I'm not here just to help you lose weight, Mm. right? Because unless you deal with whatever the underlying issue is, you could lose the weight and still you're not happy, you're not satisfied, you're not feeling good, right? And like we
0: see with The Biggest Loser, it'll all
1: come back. 100%, right? Right. But... They also have to understand what I'm looking for is I'm literally and transformation. I mean, it's a very hot word right now. But let's literally what I'm do- trying to do is help women transform the way they live. Mm-hmm. So the changes that they do make are sustainable. I don't do quick fixes. I don't do cleanses. Right. I don't do... Ten pounds a week. I don't do any of that. I could, mm-hmm. and I used to do that when I was younger, and that was the only thing that drove me as well. Right. But now, because I am in that state where I've got teenagers, and I'm trying to set a really good example of health and vitality, and just moving my body. I mean, my 18 year old just asked me for a gym membership, and she's going to the gym. I love that. I'm over the moon. Right. Because I said, right. Well, frankly,
0: like, it's a teenager moving, and you should be over. Yes. There. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Well, she because she used to. um she used to cheer competitively right. for four years. And now that she stopped, she's really starting. She goes, oh, I'm feeling all tight and un. I was like, yeah, because yeah, you're not moving, you right?
0: That. Yeah, my yeah. daughter actually had a, um injury uh, doing cheerleading. And so she ended up with a chronic uh, back condition because of it. Aww. And so she's actually sort of a couple of years uh, not being able to be as fit as she's used to. And so now we're just sort of getting on the tail end of, of getting this under control. And um and she's feeling it. And she, she's a teenager. And she notices it, right? right? Like she used to be this active running kid and yes. then an injury is now preventing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really notices it. Yeah. So if you're mindful about it, you do notice. Exactly.
1: And I think a lot of women our age are, they do notice it, but they're putting it off right? because they understand. So like I said, when I work with women, I try them to understand if we're going to do this it's going to be hard and it's going to be a long process because right. if you've been living like this for most of your life, right. you have to do something different and it's going to be something uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. going to be something out of your comfort zone. It's going to be something that's really is going to push the way, you know, the way you think and the way you move. Right. And it's going to be hard. But that's the only way you make any lasting changes sustain. Right. That's why, you know, sure, you could take a detox tea and drop 10 pounds. But as soon as you start eating food. Yeah, What happens? Well, I'm going to take it right? back
0: actually to Jillian Michaels because yep. I used to do the 30-day shred. Mm. And I I – first off, I cursed and swore the, the entire time <laughs> going to put on that damn DVD. Yeah. Then I would curse and swear at the TV yep. as I was doing the workout because yep. I hated Jillian Michaels. I was like, oh, I hate you. And she would do these crazy exercises. And yeah, saw results. Mm-hmm. But not sustainable because nope. I didn't enjoy it. Of course, right? And yes. so when you find something you enjoy, yes. like you said, you like spinning. Yeah, um, you know, you stick with it. That's yes. what you tend to do. Yep. So it's really about finding what you like. And so, well, you and I, we both agree. Obviously, it's important to love yourself. It's important yes. to be body positive. Um, but it's equally as important to take care of yourself and your health. For right? sure. Um, so. Um, and we could take it a step further and say that taking care of yourself is a, the biggest self-love you can oh, have. 100%. Right? It's not about, oh, I look hot today and no. look at me in my jeans. It's about, I feel damn good. I feel good. Right.
1: Exactly. So
0: how do we do this without trying to, you know, push the pendulum too far to the other side? Because, you know, 30 Day Shred, P90X, that's not necessarily for everybody.
1: No, So no. How, So
0: what? how do we, you know, get people to, to start thinking about this.
1: Here's this this is the thing though, is is it's not glamorous. Right. So people have a really hard time with it. And I, I say all the stuff that is all the logical stuff that everybody knows. Yeah. But most people don't do because they don't see instant results. So it's about drinking more water. Yeah, It is about making sure you have at least five to ten servings of vegetables every gonna come day. If you to
0: after my wine, I feel like it's a running theme. Right? Everybody's <laughs> always coming after my wine on these no, shows. No, I'm <laughs> all about wine. I'm all about wine
1: because I'm also, I do very much believe in the 80-20 rule.
0: Right.
1: 80% of the time you're going to eat very well. So 20% of the time you can have
0: it. Right.
1: You know what? Deprivation never works. That's why diets don't work. Right? Like this whole deprivation, this I'm just going to do this thing to kickstart. Kickstart what? Stop it. Get that out of your idea. Because everybody wants to see those initial results to prove to them Mm -hmm. that it can happen. But if you're doing it under a false a false idea of what how you're going to live, it's never going to work. You know, it's, right?
0: Oh God, it's like it's so true because it's like I'm just going to starve myself for forty eight hours. hours. To fit, to It'll be stress. fine, yeah. Or, or you do... know, I'm like I'm 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 like one gastro uh, illness away from my goal weight. Oh. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna lose weight to go to before I go on that cruise. Right? right? And then I'm gonna eat all the things and not and when you come back, not only have you gained it, but you're even heavier. That's so
0: true. Right? Like yeah.
1: this this whole idea, and it's like, okay, wait, guys, if you literally need to change your life, it's gonna be the little things. Um, have you heard of that book, Atomic Habits, that just came no, out? No, It's a great book. Okay, James good. Clear, I believe. And he talks about how every if you want to make a lifestyle change, it's all about habit change. Mm -hmm. Right. And how we as humans, we pretty much, you know, um, live our days 95% by our subconscious. Like most of the things we're doing are so habitual. We're not even realizing it's like, you know, when you drive to work and you're like, I couldn't even tell you how I got here because this is just how I do. And this is how I eat. This is how I drink. This is how the things I do. And he says, if you take little tiny, make little tiny steps to to change habits, look at it, think of it as, as you know, putting an investment in, and it's compounded, just like how you're investing your money, right? Right. And this will get this idea out of your head that if I do something every week, I should have lost a pound, I should have done this. And he's like, mm. but if you think of um, a stone cutter, he uses this analogy, a stone cutter hits the stone a hundred times, and it's all of a sudden it's the hundred and first time that stone breaks. It wasn't the hundred and first time that did it. It was all the hundred hits before that that actually broke it down and all of a sudden now you've got this result. And the same thing happens when you're literally changing your life. But the thing is, is people have to understand that and they've gotta they've gotta stick through it through the long haul. Right. And then by the time they do, then then all of a sudden it's become a habit. Mm-hmm. Right. So if people could just focus on being better one percent a day, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Have one extra glass of water today. Walk, I don't know, one 1,000 steps more. Go to bed a half hour earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that compound over time. Mm-hmm. And eventually you to look back and you're like, wow. And then you might step on the scale. And like, oh, I'm down 10 pounds. Oh, my pants fit, you know, fit looser. I love um, that. Yeah, it's the little things that really make the best long, like long-term results.
0: Right. Amazing. So if people want to get in touch with you, Samantha... Mm-hmm. Where would they go?
1: They can go to samcoretrainer.com. Um, on Facebook, I'm at samcoretrainer. Instagram, at samcoretrainer. Awesome. Sam Trainer everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for joining this Oh, you're great very welcome. I, I'd love to do it again and we'll get a little bit deeper into it. Okay, awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you.